Hi, I'm Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, and I'm the host of CPOV Autographs at CertainPOV.com. It is a bi-weekly interview series where I interview folks from all over the arts, from writers to comedians to magicians to musicians, even actors, historians, podcasters, pretty much anyone who's willing to chat with me for a little bit. If you like interesting conversations with even more interesting people, go to CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, music is life and life is good. It's the late night double feature picture show. Welcome, serial killers, and everyone listening to the first late night double feature. My absolutely bonkers and batshit new mini show that we're releasing once a month for you all. So. I love the idea of thinking about movies from a bygone time that, you know, it's these movie theaters. It's not even movies. It's these art house movie theaters. I remember the Rialto in Raleigh, North Carolina. Every weekend they showed Rocky Horror and that place just programmed me. It coded me. And I love the idea of like little movie festivals, double features, like the weirdest things we could do. So I'm starting off this series with one that I came up for you all called Who Is She? Now, the thing in common of Who Is She? It's a, it's a Lindsay Lohan double feature. I mean, who doesn't love Lindsay Lohan? I love that she's getting a little resurgence, you know, because she's one of the girls that are just people who just, you know, Disney took them to fame and took everything from them. And so our first film is Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. I mean, you know, I have to love this as the theater obnoxious person I am. Uh, you know, it's just what happens when you take a New York City girl with dreams of Broadway to the suburbs of New Jersey when all she has is the love of her favorite brand, said Arthur, and it's dreamy lead singer played by Adam Garcia named Stu Wolf. Um, you know, it, it typically devolves. This movie also sees the uh, film debut of Megan Fox. Uh, knowing what we know about her now, it's like, wow, thanks for that. I actually think she's great, and I think everybody hates her. And uh, Jennifer's body is, uh, you know, a treat. Um, you know, so uh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen is based on a film from 19, or a uh, book from the same name, 1999, by Dean Sheldons. Um, this movie was directed by Sarah Sugarman with a screenplay by Gail Parent. Um, we, Mary Elizabeth, who goes by Lola, is now finding herself in New Jersey and having a hard time making friends. Uh, except for a very unpopular girl named Ella, who also loves the same band that she does. Um, but of course, the drama teacher, played by Carol Kane, which, hello, anything, any excuse to have Carol Kane in a movie, is doing a modernized musical version of Pygmalion called Eliza Rocks. And, you know, Lola has to play Eliza. But she doesn't get to. Uh, so, you know, it evolves. It's, it's a coming-of-age story. It's... You know, Lola sneaking away to see the band in New York and accidentally leaves the money for the tickets on the train and they sneak in. They want to sneak into the concert and 
you know, it's just all of these things are happening and it's really affecting her relationship with her family. And she doesn't know who she is. It's it's the classic theater kid thing. This is pre-Rachel Berry. This is Rachel Berry if she grew up in New York uh, on Glee. You know, we don't love these person, these people, but, you know, we can learn a lot from them. Um, you know, Stu Wolf ends up being a piece of shit and she falls in love with a sweet boy named Sam. Um, but this movie features an iconic performance of the musical Eliza Rocks. It's got some original music. It's also got like changes by David Bowie. It's got some really fantastic music in it. The case, the cast is great. I mean, Lindsay Lohan, Megan Fox, Alison Pill, Adam Garcia, um, Glenn Headley, Carol Kane. I could go on. It's so great. Like there, it's, it's a wonderful time. Um, you know, this is a Disney movie released by Buena Vista. It came out to massively, massively terrible reviews. Um, and even won uh, the Rassies that year, I believe. Um, but, you know, it's where does this fit in? You know, um, it's got a great soundtrack, a lot of fun. Uh, this debuted number two behind Fifty First Dates when it came out. Um, it did pretty well at the box office. Lindsay Lohan was a huge star um, at the time. Um, but who is she? It's, you know, it's the story of Lola and she doesn't know who she is. She's always playing this character. She's telling lives. And how many of us haven't done that as part of our lives to make people think that we're better than we are. I find myself still doing it now as an adult, and but now I know it's my toxic trait and I catch myself on it. So is it particularly good? No, but it's fun and it would be even more fun if you've imbibed some edibles or you're drinking at the theater. I think it's really fun. Now, the second movie that goes in this was one that I was so excited for at the time and... Um, was one of probably the first psychological thrillers that I saw. And they sold it as huge. This was Lindsay Lohan's first, like, it's it's a big non-Disney movie. This was done by Summit and Sunny, and it's called I Know Who Killed Me. It's directed by Chris Silverstein, written by Jeff Hammond, and starring Lindsay Lohan, Julia Orman, and Neil McDonough. The story revolves around a young woman who is abducted and tortured by a sadistic serial killer. After surviving the abduction, she insists that her identity is that of another woman. So this got a ton of media coverage. Of course, it got terrible, terrible negative media coverage because this is when Lindsay Lohan is publicly struggling with addiction and personal life issues, and her life is just falling down, just falling down the tubes, and it is deemed a failure in one of the worst movies that was ever made and was the most awarded movie at the 28th Golden Raspberry Awards, winning seven of the eight nominations. No, I guess the whole idea is you've got uh, this girl who is a pianist and aspiring writer named Aubrey. Um, and she, everyone thinks she's the latest victim um, of a serial killer when she disappears during the night with her friends. Um, but what you don't really know in the trailer is that Lindsay's playing two girls who are all connected. So essentially, a girl comes to town and she starts getting these crazy injuries. Um, and, you know, they think it's the missing girl, but she's not. But they're genetically identical and all these things. And um, it's this girl named Dakota. And uh, Aubrey's parents insist that, like, 
she's not a twin, that there was only one heartbeat in utero. When the husband tells her that they lost the child and they found this woman who was a crack addict, because of course they're always crack addicts in 2007, aren't they? Um, who was having twins and they took one of the twins and left the other one with her. Um, and so now Dakota is the twin and she starts having visions and she knows who's killing Aubrey. She knows who killed Aubrey because she is getting visions of it because it's like twin tele telepathic thing. There's honestly a really great movie in there somewhere. I remember being so disappointed. Um, and with lots of things and it's, <sighs> So Aubrey gets out of it's it's a very long story. It's it is a very long involved story. Um it's you know, it rewatching it I went, "Oof, this wasn't even remotely remotely good." Now, you can tell they were trying to bring in influences of Hitchcock and directors like De Palma and Lynch and it just doesn't work. Um uh, in July of 2007, Lohan was uh, driving under the influence, which prevented her from doing promotion for the film. She had to withdraw from uh, a scheduled appearance on the Jade Leno show, and so that really, really hurt the movie. But I think it's a really interesting question of, like, what could have been? Like, what could have been with this movie? And there's still something really great and really fun and really dynamic in there about this movie. And I think the two are together because I think... It's also the conversation of, like, actresses like Lohan never really had a chance because of what they were put through with Disney and kind of what the Hollywood machine was doing to actresses at the time. And so I think it is really just interesting for us to revisit and relook at. And I think this would be a fun double feature for everybody. So I hope you enjoyed this. I know these are short. They're just going to be short. They're fun. If you have a late night double feature that you want to have featured on the show email us, reach out to us on social media. And until next time, we'll see you at the le next late night double feature. Late night double feature is a presentation of Saturday morning confidential, the podcast and is produced by dreamer productions. The audio editing and mixing is by Maddie Limerick. You can find information about today's special co-host at SMC pod on Instagram and Twitter at certainpointofview.com backslash S M C. You can also find dreamer productions on Patreon where $2 a month gets you exclusive shows and the behind the scenes of every show that we produce. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time for another late night double feature. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.